Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday. Uh, what is this? January 4th, as we uh, head through this first week of January 2022. Hey, I hope your year's off to a great start. The markets are definitely off to a great start after closing yesterday, uh, up and looking like they're going to be heading up again today. Hey, we'll talk about that more when we join Dave here in just a second or two. But before we do, let me just remind you that uh, when we look at things in the marketplace and, and things like that, and we're getting ready to retire, we're five years out from retirement, that's when it's time to start thinking about these things. Um, core retirement design, we put that together so that we could help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. We help you calculate the risk in your portfolio, organize your goals and objectives for retirement. We go through and review what risk and costs are in your current portfolio. People don't, can't see the cost because they're hidden a lot of times. And then we help you establish that optimized risk match portfolio. So that's all in our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your strategy session. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Poison is the has stored. Good morning. Hello. Buenos dias. It's 20 before 9 here. Time to check in on your IRA and your 401k. You've done that on the computer yet? You probably happy based on yesterday. Let's see what the likelihood of the happiness continues being. Let's check in with Statler Financial Services' very own Philip Statler, who's on the line. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today. This is uh, obviously this first week of 2022 is off to a great start when it comes to the stock market anyway. Yeah, I sure can't complain about the start we had yesterday. 246 and a half points up on the Dow, 30 points up on the S&P. NASDAQ was up 188. I mean, the Dow is now a matter of just inches away from its all-time high. Uh, the uh, Standard & Poor's is coming darn close again to uh, setting a new all-time record. NASDAQ still has a way to go, but when you're, when you're only about 400 points away, as volatile as that index can get, uh, the way things are looking this morning, well, we might very well see some records at the close today. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I think we're very close to a, a lot of records, especially the S&P 500. Um, and the Dow could easily slip up there, too, without any issues. Uh, NASDAQ, well, it's going to take a little bit more for them to get there. But, hey, within a couple of days, they could be there. I was going to say 400 points on the NASDAQ, as volatile as that index is. Yeah, it's got a lot of growth stocks, which end up getting whacked every time there's a move on the interest rates or anything on international trade. But still, you know, we're, we're well within a percent uh, or so, of the, a couple of percent of their all-time high as well. So it's really hard to uh, find any flies in the ointment there at all. Talking about companies that uh, dominate the, the NASDAQ, Apple hit one of those milestones yesterday. I don't know whether they closed high enough to do it, but they, they hit during the intraday period anyway. They finally made the $3 trillion market cap number, and that's something that stock watchers have been looking at now for weeks. Yeah, it really is. You know, that's a historic number. First company really to cross over to that three trillion. Now they did not close there, um, and, and actually, the little tidbit I read said that they actually hit it during pre-market, um, and uh, and then fell from there the rest of the day. So uh, not sure. I didn't actually track it throughout the day, but uh, I know they closed below that three trillion dollar mark. But still, I mean, that's still a big number to get through, and uh, and I know Tesla's uh, chasing right behind them. 
Yeah, they are. Tesla, one of my analysts, was saying they could see a $2 trillion cap inside of the next year or so, which is utterly amazing for basically a cold start in an adventurous industry. If I remember the math, I think Apple needs to hit $185 a share in order to pass the $3 trillion market cap. They've been bumping their nose on it and backing off all the time. Uh, they just need to introduce that new SE model iPhone this spring and just get it over with, don't you think? Uh, yeah, that should do it. You know, just some new product will uh, push them up and over, I'm sure. Yeah, just a new pair of earbuds. You know, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, 250 if, bucks, right? Yeah, if Apple says it's good, by God, the world will beat a path to the door. And I've always got that kind of a kick out of it. Hey, we got construction spending in yesterday morning, and you, uh, you and I were kind of noodling through it before we went on the air. Uh, we had two numbers that came out that n- neither one was particularly impressive. The construction spending was actually a little bit less than expected. And then we had the, uh, man- the ISM manufacturing index, which was positive but within expectations. It doesn't take much to satisfy investors these days because after those two reports went out, uh, we just started going up and never stopped looking back, did we? No, we really didn't. I mean, the markets um, went um, went pretty much up, up, up and away yesterday. Um, but I, I think they look at construction spending, and, and as long as it's a positive number going forward, that means it's better than it was the last month, increasing spending. So that's, that's good across all fronts. So um, I think as long as it was going positive, they didn't really care what it was supposed to be. Um, but it, it was a plus number, and that's what they looked at. You know, Greg, we're talking about um, interest rates. You know, yeah. I, when you said when you're talking about the Nasdaq and interest rate sensitivity, uh, I popped over because I haven't really looked at the ten-year Treasury for a while, and uh, you know, it's up significantly where it was uh, towards the end of last year. You know, it's up to yielding 1.66% right now. And, and I can remember when it was down to almost uh, below 1.3. And, and for folks that think that's not big, a big swing, when we're talking about the 10-year Treasury, that's a huge swing in, uh, in, in interest rate yields. Absolutely. And it kind of gives me the idea that maybe we started to price in the Federal Reserve interest rate hikes uh, onto the NASDAQ exchange because I looked at it and I said, wait a minute, that's going up. Why is NASDAQ going up as fast as they are? Sounds to me like they're just basically pricing in the increased cost of money now and going forward. I think so. I mean, they've been told it's going to happen. So uh, the question is, how much is it going to happen? And, and that's what we really don't know right now. Absolutely. We do need to always throw that little fly into the ointment that when we see those increase in interest rates, yeah, folks with uh, CDs anywhere are probably saying, well, it's about darn time. But when we start going up from 1.5% to 1.6% 10-year yields, that means all that money we borrowed during the COVID pandemic is going to cost us an awful lot more to pay off on the governmental level because when those bonds renew, they're going to be renewing at a discounted rate and an increased yield, and our new borrowing is going to cost us more. That's right. And folks, it's not just a matter of, especially when we look at the treasuries, it's not just a matter of interest rates going up. It's a matter of that we as a country are going to have to pay back more and more money, which means ultimately our taxes have to go up in order to pay that budgeted item back. Which kind of uh, yields into the notion of it's a good idea before tax season is over to get together with a good financial advisor to do some planning as to where your money is in order to maybe beat the tax man in some way or another. Well, that's right, because we know for sure taxes are going to go up January 1st of 2026. Now, they could go up before that, but we know for sure they're going to go up on January 1st of 2026. 
And the uh, Congress is also pretty good at backdating things. Remember a few years ago we had a tax hike that was retroactive to the first of the year? Yeah, yeah you know, that's, it's not nice when they do that. Yeah, we tried that once during the Clinton year, and that was about, I think that I think that was the year that they threw all the Democrats out of Congress, and we had the Republican wave. <laughs> tax by games like that, no matter which party pulls it. We've got a slow day today, obviously. This week, though, is going to get real busy starting tomorrow because tomorrow we get the ADP private sector unemployment report or employment report, how many jobs we created during December. And that will give us a year-end figure that we can react to. First-time unemployment claims on Thursday. And then on Friday, we'll get that all-important but still meaningless uh, unemployment percentage, and that will really move the market, I wager. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it'll definitely give us something to talk about for sure. Um, and I know, let's see if I got the expectation here. So expectation is that um, we're going to see unemployment number, unemployment at about 4.1% is the expectation coming out on Friday. That's getting down into Trumpian numbers as far as an unemployment rate, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. You know, so we're, we're getting there. I was trying to look ahead to see maybe what, what earnings we have coming out the rest of this week. Uh, we do have Bed Bath & Beyond will come out, I think, on Thursday. Um, so, so we'll have a, a little bit of uh, retail news, which will be good to see how that's going to start to fly because retail is what really drives what's happening in this country. So it'll be interesting to see how they report it because they, they can kind of be a bellwether. Absolutely. I, I was you know, talking about the unemployment numbers and whatnot down the line. I pulled some charts down from one of my tip sheets back a couple of weeks ago, and we talk about the low unemployment rate. If you track our United States payroll numbers, and we've been talking about the great retirement and the great resignation and everything and the number of people not going back to work, uh, U.S. payrolls peaked right before the pandemic hit. Uh, looked like uh, just shy of $200 million. As of October 1st of this year, and you know, in October we were still looking at a pretty doggone low unemployment rate, we were still at only 148.3 million. In terms of recovering on our payrolls, uh, we still got a long way to go for recovery from where we were before the pandemic hit. Yeah, we, we do. I mean, we still have some some challenging times ahead of us. Um, just given the fact that inflation, you know, that, that's just a, a huge uh, thing to get over um, as, as we head into this year. And we know interest rates are going to go up. Um, that means that uh, people who have credit card debt, their credit card bills are going to go higher. And, and, the, um, and that's going to affect spending. Who, yep. And the folks who participated in the great retirement or the great resignation who went out of the workforce voluntarily, some of them are going to be sitting there and saying, whoa, I don't have as much as I thought I did relative to what it costs to live. And we may see some of those people come back into the workforce, Dave. Um, because of that, because inflation is a bigger number than anybody really anticipated. And so that means that, that the dollar doesn't go as far. You can't buy as much at Publix. You can't buy as much as Walmart. So, you know, you definitely can't buy as much when you go look at a new car. It's, it's a huge deal. So I think that's going to be reflective. And we may see people come back to work. 
That was kind of where my logic was leading in making that comparison on numbers. It's obvious that when you know, were looking at 4.1% unemployment, people that are actively looking for work, and we're still $50 million short of payroll numbers from only a couple of years ago. That says we got a lot of people that have voluntarily dropped out of the workforce. And if we're looking at like 7 and 8% inflation, i got to believe a lot of those folks are going to say, you know, being a greeter at Walmart might just make up the difference in a hurry, and we'll have a bunch of new people going back into the workforce, maybe part-time, but at the very least going back into the workforce. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, I just got to believe that that's going to happen um, because people got fed up during COVID and they emotionally checked out and decided to quit, retire earlier than they anticipated. And they probably didn't run all their numbers. You, you know, they did it on a whim because they were fed up with COVID um, and, and that could come back and bite them. Um, uh, you know, as inflation kicks up. Hey, just to kind of, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, and the best laid plans of mice and men off to go astray, uh, we got awful doggone used to 2% less inflation. All of a sudden, somebody decides, hey, I got enough Social Security, I can cover my net, I can cover my nut but with this money. Then all of a sudden, it costs 10% more to live, and you kind of go, whoa, wait a minute here. Uh, <laughs> right. Consequences, right? Exactly. I just want to, I know we're about to wind down, but I just want to give kind of a calendar look. Next Friday, the 14th, is kind of the big day. Um, that's mm-hmm. when all the banks start reporting. So we'll have like BlackRock, Citigroup, JP Morgan, and Wells Fargo come out a week from Friday. So that'll be kind of the big kick uh, with a few little ones coming in in between. But uh, big banks kind of kick off on January 14th. Absolutely. And you and I are not necessarily advocates for big banking, but the fact of the matter is how the financials end up doing is a real good bellwether for how the market is going to go for an earnings season, isn't it? It can be, definitely, especially with the high inflationary numbers that we're seeing now. Absolutely. Resetting the table here this morning. It was an update yesterday on Wall Street. All the indexes were up over two-thirds of a percent. As a matter of fact, the Nasdaq ended up gaining a full 1.2 percent yesterday. 45 minutes before we open, Philip, are we looking at that momentum continuing? You know, we are, Dave. We've got some some decent numbers coming out today. We got the Dow up uh, almost four-tenths of a percent. That's $138 at the start. Uh, we got the S&P 500 up a third of a percent. NASDAQ's not moving up much. It's up a little over a tenth of a percent this morning. So, but it is all green. And we have all green on the other side of the coin too, commodity side, silver um, trading up six-tenths of a percent. It's trying hard to get over $23, but it just can't get there. Uh, we've got gold up a third of a percent, just tied over 1800 an ounce. And crude oil. Man, it is heading towards 80, Dave. It's up one and a quarter percent to 77.06 a barrel right now. Well, poop. I'm, I'm not into oil futures. I'm perfectly happy to cuss at that. Overseas markets, Asian Rim had a little bit of a negative tinge to it this morning, but it was pretty close to the zero mark. Japan kind of skyrocketed, but that was internal things going on over there. Europe is looking at our futures and our track record from yesterday, and they're all up, some of them by a by percent and a half, as a matter of fact, in the case of England, halfway through their day. Philip, getting yourself together and getting ready for retirement, we're talking about inflation screwing up some plans. Having all the contingencies available is a real good idea when you make those decisions. How do I find you to explore as many as possible? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Comes, you know, really and truly schedule a strategy session where we can go through our core retirement design to help you design the retirement 
you always dreamed of. Uh, check out our website at statlerfinancial.com. Join us on Facebook. All you have to do is search under Statler Financial Services, like and share our page there. And then, of course, join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. We are so darn proud to have five signals now on the FM band, and News Talk 730 and 95.3 is one of them. Philip, thank you so much. You have a great day, and we'll catch you tomorrow. All right, man. You too. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services' own Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today as we start out 2022. I hope your year is going well. I pray you'll join us again tomorrow morning, same time, same place as we talk to Dave about what's happening in the world of economics and financials. 863-382-0037. If you want to sit down and schedule a strategy session to design your core retirement design. Hey, take care. We'll talk to you then. Bye now.